back to another episode of Let's Talk Asian. Today we'll be talking about K-pop, and I think there's no better person to talk about it with than my friend Chris. Chris works at a major record label in New York doing A&R operations and administration. Prior to that, he worked at a talent agency. Outside of his full-time career, Chris has been in a few dance crews and has done K-pop covers. He also runs CCTV, the nonstop pop show, a YouTube channel where he and his co-host review pop music. Hi, Chris. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the pod. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yes, so how do we know each other? So we actually went to the same school, college, but uh, we didn't meet there. <laughs> we it seems have... like all my friends, we all like, went to the same school, but I never met any of them. <laughs> yes, but we have mutual friends mm-hmm. and we live in the same part of New York. We so do. we started yeah. having dinners pre-pandemic. A supper club. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, too bad uh, supper club didn't pan out very well because the pandemic suddenly hit and then we just stopped eating together. Yes. But that we was fun when it lasted. It. We can yeah. resume it soon. We can. Yes. We can. <laughs> um, so like I said, today's topic is K-pop. And as a Korean American, I grew up listening to K-pop. And I remember my parents would rent these VHS tapes and buy cassette tapes of K-pop music. And they would bring it from Korea. Mm-hmm. And this was back in the 90s before high-speed internet was a thing. Um, so I'm curious, how did you get into K-pop? Well, well, first to preface that, so I, I went to middle school and high school in Hong Kong. Mm. Which, Hong Kong was, it's just such a great place for music because it is the hub of everything. Like, I was listening to music from every country imaginable. Like, you get Australian pop. You get, like everything from Europe, Mm -hmm. then you get the Americans, and then, of course, all the Asian music. Mm. And so it was a great place just to learn about music. And so I was always open to international music. But K-pop was actually a later thing for me. Um, It was more at karaoke. I had a high school friend (laughs) who would sing Big Bang and Four Minute and stuff, right? (laughs) And then it wasn't until college that I started dancing. Mm And a lot of the choreographers that I looked up to mm-hmm. were choreographing for these artists. Oh. And so I started watching some of those videos. Um, and yeah, that's really how I got into it. The choreography um, and watching the dance videos. Wow. And then the songs are so catchy, right? Yeah. So it's like you want to start listening to them too. So. So, so did you just like start dancing by yourself in your room? How did you get involved? Like in general dancing? Yeah. I've always liked it. Like I, when I was a kid, I would learn in sync and Britney and stuff, right? Yeah, like just like on my own. And I didn't want to take dance class though, because back when we were kids, you still had to start with ballet, right? You couldn't like start with hip hop. Yeah. It wasn't until college that I really started dancing. And it was more just because I wanted to make friends. Yeah, that's so cool. And it was just, yeah, an activity. That's so cool. Wait, which dance crew were you in? I was on Unofficial Projects. You pro. You pro. Shout out to you pro. <laughs> I didn't realize you were in you pro. Yes. Oh, there's a lot of BU kids who are in the crew. Yeah. Yes, and I was in it kind of. I really, we were really at the bottom, and I really, <laughs> I, I like to think that I really helped make the foundation for how good it is now. 
because <laughs> we really were not great when I joined. Yeah. Oh wow! I remember at BU there was the big dance show every year. I think it was Fusion Dance Show.、Mm-hmm. But then I think UPRO would perform there too. No? We would, yeah. Yeah. And we started hosting one ourselves too. Oh really?、Yeah. What is it called? Overdrive.、Mm-hmm. So I was there for the first Overdrive. Nice. And now they're on number like eight or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so cool.、Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I remember I would go to some of these like dance workshops, and I'll just like sit here in the back.、Mm-hmm. My body would not follow the directions. <laughs> it would be like, okay, one, two, and three, and four, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's、right. Really tough. Yeah. Really tough. I think for me, like, I've always been good about listening to music. Like,、mm. I can hear music well.、Mm. So I can play the drums, and I think that was the perfect base for it because I can hear beats really well.、Mm. So I think that's the first step. Yeah. In dance, is、yeah. as long as you understand the musicality of it,、Ooh. your body will come after that. Yeah. Do you still dance? I do. We were just rehearsing for Shan, my co-host's、mm-hmm. music video. Ooh.、Um, so that'll come in a few months. And yeah, I've had some random projects. Obviously, with the pandemic, I'm not doing too much though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, I always thought in like college of all my dancer friends or like the cool dancer crew, would they just all hang out? And whenever you went to their parties, it was just them doing like their routines, and, like,、mm-hmm. yeah, and like <laughs> dancing and stuff. And I'd be like, this is too cool for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So you are running CCTV Pops.、Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about it? Yeah. So yeah, one of my friends,、um, Shan, she is an artist, an independent artist, and she's also worked in publishing and stuff. So the two of us have always just had deep discussions about music since we became friends, and so we decided because you know reaction videos and stuff are so big on YouTube, but most of them to me are like. I don't think they're very substantive. Like they don't really say anything. It's just them fangirling. Yeah, which yeah. is okay sometimes. Yeah. But I think it's actually more interesting to hear about the production and analyze the vocals and like、yeah. actually think about it on a deeper level. Yeah. And so we were like, I think we could do that. And、oh. so that was kind of how it was born. That's、yeah. so interesting because I I've seen a lot of reaction videos,、mm-hmm. but I feel like usually the ones that kind of、uh, get more views are the ones come from、uh, people in the industry,、mm-hmm. like they they're like a vocal coach or something, and they have experience of teaching others their craft, so they understand the nuances of like music a lot more deeply、right. than like your average listener.、Mm-hmm. For me, if I'm listening to a song, I'm just like, this is catchy. I like the corresponding dance to this. Okay, I like this. But for like other people, they're Listening to it, and they're like that rift and like that that high bright melody, and I'm like,、mm, it's like describing a fine wine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it can get a little pretentious, which we try not to do. <laughs> I think we try to keep it as like layman's terms and、mm. stuff as possible. But yeah, it's fun just to have a project to work on while we're still like at home so much, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. what are the kind of reviews that you've done so far? We've been kind of just going pop music all over the world, so、mm. we've chosen a lot of like British pop. And Ooh, K-pop,、okay. and we started doing these things called one on ones, where we look at an artist and we look at their career from the start to where they are now,、mm-hmm. and analyze how they grew,、mm-hmm. and like how their sound developed,、mm-hmm. and and how their artistry developed, and so that's been really fun. I think that's really our niche, actually. Oh, have you noticed if there's any differences between the way that K-pop artists evolve over time versus like Western artists? I mean, you look at K-pop, and it's like as manufactured as you can get.、Right? Yeah. So a lot of these artists don't have any creative control at the beginning, and it's、mm-hmm. only until maybe if they're successful that they start getting to write songs. Right.、Mm-hmm. They start really getting to put their own voice into things.、Mm-hmm. Whereas I think in Western music now, 
less so back in like the 2000s and stuff but now Mm -hmm. creative control is really important yeah and and that's something that people respect you know so i think from the start a lot of the time their debut single will be something they wrote as like kids Mm -hmm. or something taylor swift exactly so so i think (laughs) right so it's different in the sense that you learn more about these artists and their actual tastes mm-hmm. much earlier on yeah. with Western artists. Yeah. yeah, I've noticed that too. It seems like Western artists take more participation or control over the kind of music that they put out. Mm-hmm. And the music industry it allows them to do that. Like they don't have to always follow some sort of script. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people in the background being like, oh, wear this or like, let's push a more sexy concept or whatever it may be. Right. But I feel like in Western society or like Western music, it's more encouraged expected almost for the artist to produce their own songs or produce their own lyrics or something like that whereas k-pop it's like sure someone else has done it for them and that's totally fine exactly yeah yeah Mm. so speaking of what are some of your favorite artists or songs eras dances Mm. my catalyst really Mm -hmm. for the obsession for (laughs) k-pop was shiny wait you're obsessed with do you think you're obsessed with k-pop would you say you're obsessed though i would say i used to be Mm. i would say like you look at like late 2000s to early 2010s that era that like second gen third college (laughs) yes and like right after yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. it was that was an excellent generation by the way yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah so shiny was the catalyst Mm. um they're amazing. Like, yeah. I, I loved, obviously, the Bashi Boys and NSYNC and stuff. And they are, like, the perfect progression of that. Yeah. If that just kept going. Yeah. Um, and they're very experimental with their music, mm-hmm. which I find... That's what's one thing I love about K-pop is that they're not scared to try mm-hmm. weird things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the epitome of that. And I think they're so talented. Who's your bias? I don't really have one. I mean... <laughs> That's something I've never fully gotten into, you know? Um, okay, well, my favorite was Jonghyun, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. well, I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they were the start. And then I went to SM Town, mm-hmm. the concert in New York in 2011. Wait, there was an SM Town concert in New York? Madison Square Garden. Oh, shoot. I mean, they, they did used to have those, like, every now and then. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Shiny performed there. They did. Who else was there? So, Girls' Generation, mm-hmm. FX, mm-hmm. BOA, mm-hmm. TVXQ, Ugh, Super that's, Junior. That's a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that concert was amazing. And then that was the snowball. Yeah. Like, then a deep dive, you know? <laughs> then it's like, I must find out everything about everyone. <laughs> yes. But it was also easier then, because, like, there were three big companies, mm-hmm. and then just a handful of other companies. And yeah. then it was kind and then of... no one paid attention to them. <laughs> right. But it was easy to catch on. It was like, okay, these are, like, the five big boy groups yeah. and the five big girl groups, and yeah. I get it. But now it's like very saturated. So it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. I remember when Shiny came out, like Nuna no mm-hmm. like Nuna, you're so pretty. Yeah. That was a really good song, and I thought the dance was very cool. One of my Sh- favorites. Like Shiny, I think the memorable thing about them is that they have great choreography and like very talented, like clean dancers. Mm-hmm. So that was in my mind. But yeah, they're so good. My favorite girl group between Sistar and mm. FX, probably. Oh, that's such an interesting combo. Yeah. Why those two? So I tend to lean towards like the sexier girl groups. Uh-huh. I think because I, I'm more used to the Western girl groups, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's hard for me to get into like the super cutesy stuff. Yeah. Um so Sistar is the like the epitome of that because yeah. they do have some cutesy songs, but they're like sexy about it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I love um, Sistar. Yeah. yeah. And then FX, 
I, I kind of just see them as the female shiny. Yeah. Like, very experimental. Yeah. yeah. Kind of weird. Their songs are very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but very talented. And, like, the mm-hmm. dance routines for them are also, some of them are amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was good, too. Yeah. I remember when Sistar came out, I felt like it was very appealing to Asian Americans in particular because they came out and they were like tanned bodies, mm-hmm. like short shorts. Yes, I might not be super skinny. That was really refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I think their song Alone or My Boy, it came out and all the boys were obsessed. Uh, I remember that. And they were like, that dance had them like nose bleeding. <laughs> alone with the leg? Yeah, the oh, leg one. Oh, so good. <laughs> That was really good. Yeah, I actually still follow Pora mm-hmm. on Instagram, but I don't really know what the all the members do these days. Like Hyorin was obviously the most talented one because right. she could sing and dance and yeah. like everything. I remember seeing on Insta that she's like kind of soloing these days. She is, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what kind of music she's making now? She actually released a song that was like fully in English. Oh, but really? like yeah. Um yeah, she's been kind of leaning towards like kind of like the R and B kind of thing. She's one of those I think she has so much potential, but I don't mm. think any solo songs have been like hits yet. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. why that is. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I remember um her was it her first or second solo album? It was like Tala or Tali? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was probably her best one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. then and she made like a bang and then disappeared. Right. I think my K-pop obsession, yeah, definitely started when I was younger. I really enjoy K-pop even to this day because it's just so catchy and fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. I think for me, as someone who listened to it when I was really young and seeing how it evolved over time, it's so crazy to me that you can turn on the radio and hear K-pop. Right. It really boggles my mind. Like, truly boggles my mind i think when i'm talking to like my non-asian friends Mm -hmm. and they're they're like oh yeah bts was on jimmy kimmel or whatever it was i'm like what like you you actually have seen this organically without someone asian telling you to go watch this that entire dynamic and that shift Mm -hmm. is like i still haven't processed it and i realize like music is super global it can transcend languages but the amount of soft influence that K-pop has made on the world, mm-hmm. I think is like so amazing to me. Yeah, I yeah. think especially as Asian Americans, like I work at a record label. Mm-hmm. I'm like one of three Asian people that work there and we have no Asian artists. We have one K-pop artist that we mm-hmm. kind of help out with on the mm-hmm. marketing end. There's no one. There's no representation. Mm-hmm. And I remember because we got the Billboard magazine every week mm-hmm. or whenever it comes out. And BTS was on the cover. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is the very first time I've ever seen an Asian person on the cover mm-hmm. of this. And no one will understand how much yeah. that actually means yeah. to me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely still think America, for some reason, is just a lot of people are still, oh, it's not in English? Not yeah. going to even try. Yeah, yeah. There's there's always yeah. going to be people like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I mean, BTS released that English single, Dynamite. Mm-hmm. That's the did... one I heard on the in the car. Like, randomly, I right. was just driving with my dad. And then BTS comes on like dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Appa, this is BTS. He's like, oh, this is BTS, like the Korean group. And I was like, yes. He's like, oh, it's all in English. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, he's surprised too, because especially for him and his generation, he definitely doesn't. He's like, you know, I'm sure many people will disagree, but I don't really understand why BTS is so popular. <laughs> and I was like, if you said that in front of any of those BTS fans, the millions of fans around the world, they, they'll tell you why BTS is so loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, I'm sure that's true. 
Yeah. It's been interesting. I'm glad I got into it pre-BTS. Because mm. it, like you said, like that SM Town concert, I think was one of the first major arena concerts mm-hmm. ever in the US mm-hmm. for K-pop at that mm-hmm. time. And so it's been awesome watching it kind of just slowly get noticed. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when Boa mm-hmm. did her launch here. And I have a friend who loves her, and she, like, went to NTV and stuff to, like, oh, really? watch her show. Oh, I'm, and stuff. I'm obsessed with both. Yeah, and, yeah, and I remember that launch so well. It was around the same time as mm-hmm. that show, and it didn't do too well. Yeah, it didn't. But, you know, all these little things led up to this, this you know? Yeah. Like, all, you had to build that foundation before, like, now BTS and Blackpink now have that foundation to then, like, yeah. become these huge global I think stars, so, so, too. I yeah. think so, too. It's, like... A part of me thinks that it might have been the wrong timing mm-hmm. or it just had to happen that way in order for us to get to where we are now with K-pop because all those little incremental accomplishments mm-hmm. along the way helped carve a path for current artists to easily make an impact. Yep. The fact that Blackpink is performing at Coachella, mm-hmm. like that was also amazing. And they are singing in Korean to a totally global audience, mm-hmm. right? That was mind-blowing to me. And going back to what you said about Boa, Boa is one of the first artists that I really enjoyed listening to ever since I was little because she came out when I was, I don't know, like 12, Mm -hmm. something like that, very young. And she was like my Britney Spears. All the non-Asian kids were like Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. And I was just Boa. (laughs) (laughs) That's my bias. And I liked her music because, and I still do, she's so talented. Like she's such a great dancer and she's like such a great singer. Mm -hmm. She's got like the whole package and watching her music evolve over like 20 years. She actually just celebrated like 20 year anniversary, which is like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I remember when she debuted in America, like did her American launch. I got an autographed CD of mm-hmm. her US album and I was so like excited and I even remember growing up going to Flushing watching her perform at Flushing Meadow Park. Mm. I don't know if you know this but way back like when we were both young like junior high school age there's this Chuseok festival like Korean Thanksgiving festival that happens in Flushing Meadow Park every year. And so Korean entertainment companies would come and perform at that festival. Uh. It was outside around, you know, like the Unisphere. It was kind of in that area. And at the time, Boa was performing one of her older songs, Atlantis Princess. And she was there and SM Town and JYP would host auditions there. So all these like Korean American kids would go and like audition to be like the next star or whatever. Um, And I think they did the same or similar kind of thing in LA mm. um, at like the Bolly, Bollywood Bowl. How do you yeah, Hollywood the Bowl? Hollywood Bowl. Um, and that's how a lot of like other like West Coast Asian Americans, Korean Americans became like trainees mm. through like through these kind of like festivals that were very local. But I remember I went there and I was like, I'm going to audition for SM Town. Did you? <laughs> no. Uh. I, the extent of it was I was waiting online with my friend and we had like put our names down and I was like ready to audition. But what am I going to do? I have like no talent. I'm just putting on my name. So I ended up just like not doing anything. But actually the friend that I was auditioning quote unquote with, she's really pretty and her brother was really tall and good looking. So they actually were interested for him to be a model. But he's like this like super dorky guy mm-hmm. who like likes physics and just doing it as a joke. So he's like, no, no, no. Oh, do you regret it? (laughs) I don't regret it because even then I'd be like, what what would I have done? Yeah. Like sing, dance, I don't know. 
you know, it's funny because so I've been to Korea once mm-hmm. and it was after college. I took a little break before I was going to go look for a job. And I went to Korea to visit my friend who was teaching English there. Mm-hmm. And we went to the Hallyu Dream Festival, mm. which is like a big K-pop concert that's made for international people. Um, I wish I could go. Do they still have those? I mean, I think obviously so. not. I mean, not yet. Yeah, not yeah. this year, but I think so. See, I've never been to a concert in Korea. Oh, believe it was it or fun. Not. Yeah. yeah. But I actually did get scouted there. <laughs> but when, I, when they found out that I was 22... They were oh, they like, like, no, you're too uh, old. Yeah, because it was also because I wasn't Korean, right? Mm. I think, like, if you're younger and not Korean, they have time mm-hmm. to train you, teach you, yeah, you know? But yeah, yeah it was, Damn oh, you're it. 22. <laughs> if, you were, if you were, like, I don't know, 15, we can make this work. We can teach this one Korean. <laughs> like, give him Korean lessons twice a week. English is a pass. <laughs> yeah, because Korean entertainment companies love recruiting, like, non-Koreans because they want to enter the Chinese market, for example. Right. SM Town's business strategy is trying to enter the Chinese market, and then, like, JYP has historically wanted to enter the Japanese market. Right. U.S. market is obviously very challenging to enter. So it's mm-hmm. like, maybe let's try something a little bit more local, a little bit more, you know, accessible. I think that's the idea. That's so cool. Yeah. I, you could be a K-pop <laughs> star right now, Chris. I could have been. I could have been. You, it's you, fine. You, you, what, <laughs> <laughs> what group would you have been in? What do you think your style you know, is? If... I have a guess. I won't say it. I'll tell you after okay. you say yours. <laughs> okay, I think musically, yeah. EXO. Oh, interesting. That kind of like R&B, because they actually sound quite Western. Like Uh if you look at the credits of EXO songs, Uh a lot of them have Western producers and Western songwriters. Uh And so I think it's more easily accessible just to my mind. Mm. But also they're just so cool. Yeah, Yeah. they are really cool. Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say, I'm like, Kai? So He's cool. up there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's actually in one of my liked songs on my Spotify lists. The mm, mm-mm. His whole solo debut yeah. was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like one of my favorite songs by him. But I was actually going to say 2 p.m. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. I'm not tall enough for that. <laughs> I mean, who's... who's Aren't they all like over six feet tall and they look like they... models? No, but you're like, you're like a cool dancer type. I was thinking, oh, he would have fit in 2 p.m. Like a cool dancer type. I appreciate that. That's a yeah. compliment. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I definitely don't picture that. <laughs> no, you know, one time, so I went... I've, I've met a couple K-pop artists. I got to go backstage <gasps> with Infinite. Oh. Um, and I also met GOT7 at oh. a thing. But that's what made... Because GOT7 are... You know, they're also JYP. They were JYP. Yeah. They were the most good looking... Like, just as a group, I was like... Really? I, like, don't want to stand next to any of these people. <laughs> I'm intimidated. They're all just, like, super tall and, like, handsome. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, they had full makeup on. Like, you could see you could just see it cake, on their the face. caked <gasps> makeup, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it turns them into a skin color that's not even real, you know? <laughs> They're, <laughs> like, like, gray-white. <laughs> yeah. But still, I was just like, wow. Even better in person, most of them, oh, you know? Oh, dang. That's crazy. Yeah. Are they super skinny? I don't know. Some of them super buff. I always I wondered know. about that. So, historically... I think K-pop artists all have been skinny, regardless of female or male. But now there's more emphasis on guys being super buff and like super cut. And like, you know, I I think 2PM helped shape that a little Mm -hmm. bit. And now that's a thing. I think in order to have like six pack or like be super buff, I think you have to be super skinny at the same time, right? I don't know how to describe it. Like you have to be very lean. I see what you're saying. Like either you're super lean and toned. Yeah, yeah. Or you work out a ton, ton. And and you're you're like like, really big. Yeah, you're right. I think it's kind of one or the other. (laughs) Yeah. I do think it's interesting though. Males in general are still way more lax with how their image can be. I feel like when they work out a lot and stuff, Uh 
a lot of the time it feels like, I don't know if this is true, but it almost feels like it's more so their choice mm. to be like, okay, like I want to work out so that I can be shirtless in concert. Yeah. As opposed to pressure from the label and oh, stuff yeah. on a lot of the women. Yeah. Right? Where they weigh you every day. And yeah. It's, I actually, yeah. I was listening to um, a vlog from a former K-pop female artist. Mm. Her name is Ashley Choi. I don't know if you're familiar. Yes. She was talking about how when she was still performing in a group called Ladies Code, she like had lost her period for like a year or two because they keep telling you to diet, 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 diet. And then like all the dieting affects your body and also like the mental stress of having to diet. So like wow. I'm sure that's very commonplace, I'm guessing. A lot of those K-pop artists are so underweight. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I recently watched this interview with an artist, Chongha. Mm. Um, she was being interviewed with Jesse, Jesse yes. H.O. Um, and she was like, yeah, I'm like 80 pounds or like I've been 80 pounds. I'm like, what? Like she looks like she's about my height, which is like 5'4 and 80 pounds. Like, are you alive? Right. Like, isn't that a hanger? I just don't know how they function. It's I mean, much. a lot of them don't, yeah, right? Yeah. Like a lot of them, you hear so many stories of them like being exhausted and mm -hmm. breaking down on fainting and stuff. Yeah. Like it's not the most humane industry <laughs> it isn't yeah it's so sad yeah it's sad that somehow that has become the system like there's so much pressure to look a certain way and yet you are killing yourself to do it oh man i think that's changing a little bit now i think mental health has been more of a priority now mm -hmm. you know like some people are taking more breaks mm -hmm. and stuff for anxiety so i think it's slowly getting there mm -hmm. but yeah it's gonna be a while i think yeah yeah i'm curious to know what you think about like chonghyun's suicide for example i mean his letter was devastating i didn't read it yeah he, he left he, a letter he did leave a letter where he really was just saying that he felt the pressures of fame mm -hmm. and he had depression and no one was really helping him they just wanted him to keep working I think it's hard. I think it's two things, right? Like I think in the Asian culture, mm -hmm. there's this pressure to do well, you know, like of pressure, course, you always. know, and it's also pressure to make sure that you're doing well for all the people around, around you. you as well. It's such a collectivist mentality. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that pressure is really bad, mm -hmm. you know, when you're in the public eye like that. And yeah, I think in general, just like mental health in Asia still, it's just not, it's not, it's not, it's not treated as like a, physical illness right it's not treated in the same way and sure like even here in the u.s like i think we have a long way to go too but i can see how a lot of of our society is moving towards making strides in mental health for example in my company the our ceo just gave us one day off each quarter for mental health and like that kind of action and decision and having that for me to cross like corporate America is just one step mm -hmm. into improving our mental health and taking care of ourselves. But like in Korea, like if you have mental health issues, they're just like, oh, she's like crazy, you know, like you're a crazy person. Right. And that's like so sad because these people need help. Sometimes it's as simple as I just need an outlet to talk to someone or like do therapy or whatever it mm -hmm. is. But a lot of those kind of systems and support infrastructure doesn't exist as much. It's a tough one. There's also another artist who I'm super into, mm -hmm. Eric Nam. Okay. I don't know if you listen to him, but I recently got into him as of like last year. The story with him is that he is from America, right. I think Atlanta, and he went to BC. Yep. Like 2010 or something mm -hmm. like that. And he does a lot of mellow, mellow ballads slash like 
somewhat upbeat, medium-tempo songs. Yeah. I really like his music, and he also does a lot of podcasting, which I'm yes. passionate about, too. Another one of my favorite artists is obviously Blackpink. Mm. I will say that I've seen the evolution, right? It was like 21, and then like Blackpink was the next 21. Yeah. And I wish 21 lasted a little longer. I don't know what happened. Oh god, don't even get me started on 21 <laughs> and their mistreatment. Um, it is sad, if you look back at their discography, how little music they actually yeah. released during their active time. And they were so good. Yeah. They were um, so hot. They were very mistreated. <laughs> I cannot wait for CL. CL needs to write a book. Wait, tell or me more. Tell me more. What do you? Let's unpack this. Okay, so there's been a lot of stuff where they are basically they wouldn't let them release any music. I think the standard for their music. I don't really know how YG works. Mm -hmm. I believe they were just oh these songs aren't good enough. Like Toss keep them. trying, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I think Park Bomb's whole controversy mm -hmm. I don't think was handled well. Which, wait, which controversy? Um, she had a prescription from America, but that drug is actually illegal in Korea. Oh, I like vaguely remember this. Yeah, but then she like disappeared from the public eye because like she was oh. like, it was such a huge scandal. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and then Minji never really got a chance but to she's shine. She's so young and she was so talented. Right, but they never gave her a chance to do yeah, anything. Yeah. So she was just waiting for 21 to come back. Yeah. You know, like it was just, and then CL was primed to yeah. hit the US. Yeah, yeah. She was in such a good spot. Yeah. Ruined. Ruined. And yeah. I blame YG. <laughs> She just released an album, I think, no? She did. Yeah, yeah. I remember listening to some of the songs because I had listened to David Chang's podcast. Yeah. And she was on that one too, talking about like like the K-pop industry and like her music and stuff, which is cool. I remember the summer where 21 came out with Fire. Oh. And that song was so good. I remember like being in the car, driving to my dentist because I was like doing braces at the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> playing Fire. <laughs> um... Yeah, Pakbom was my favorite in that group. Although I liked all of them, but I liked Pakbom the best because she looked like a doll. Now it's a little bit like, I don't much. know, too much, too much touching, I think, yes. has happened. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I really liked her song, You and I, when she yes. like, had her solo song. I thought CL was so cool and talented because she was like, yeah, I'm like, such a cultured background. I can speak Japanese, English, French. I'm like, oh, you're so cool. She's a star. Yeah. yeah. She was definitely like the star of 21. And then of course, Tata. <laughs> yeah. She's important too. She's important too. <laughs> hey, someone has to have the looks though. Yep. Like there's always she a visual. Cute. You know, she's a cute one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love 21. It's, it's hard for me when Blackpink first came out because, mm -hmm. okay, they're literally just a copy of 21. I was like, this song sounds like a 21, 21 reject. Like, I'm sure so, I'm sure tons of those songs I know. were all just the other group had recorded. I'm starting to think of artists I like now. I think G-Idol is really good. Oh, tell me about G-Idol. I, um, I don't think I've listened to any of their music. Oh, they're cool. Mm -hmm. They're cool. Um, yeah, their latest song I don't love. It was called Hua. Uh -huh. um, but they're just, I think the majority of them just have clear star quality. Their rapper mm -hmm. writes a lot of their music and writes her verses. And, and she is another one, like, like a CL. Oh. Clear star. Oh. Yeah, you should definitely check them they're out. They're a K-pop girl group. Yes. How many, how many members? I think it's six. Okay. Yeah. G-Idol. Six or seven? Yeah. And then for the boys, I like this group called The Boys. The Boys. Have you heard of The Boys? The Boys. With the Z? Yeah. Vaguely see the headlines in my head. I don't remember anything specific. Super talented. Mm -hmm. Their last song was this one called The Stealer. Uh-huh. Highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> five out of five. Yeah. Dance routine is, is crazy. I feel like dance routines now are almost a little too crazy. Uh-huh. 
but these boys are able to sing live and and sound great while okay. doing insane tricks and stuff. So very talented, ton of potential. Okay. But to be honest, I'm still all about Shiny and that <laughs> whole era and Shiny yeah, is yeah. coming back. <gasps> really? Or actually, well, yeah, the 22nd, <gasps> which for us is tomorrow. <laughs> Um, with a new album. With a new album. Oh my god, you're probably so excited. I'm gonna wake up early to watch this video. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> wow, they've been working for a while. They've been active for a long time now. Since they came out when we were in college. Yeah, they luckily have really transcended mm -hmm. the seven-year curse, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Like, K-pop stars, they have their moment, and then it's like... On to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which songs have you recently danced to? I had a friend who wanted to choreograph to a GOT7 song called Run Away, which they had never performed at that point, and he wanted to choreo his own thing to it. So I did do that video with him. And then I also did a cover of Jackson Wang's Pretty Please. I know he's... I love Jackson Wang. Yeah, he's Chinese and that song is in English, but he counts, right? <laughs> yeah, because I there's this crew here in New York called I Love Dance. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen a owner, lot of their videos. Yeah. They're um, huge. They're awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. And the owner is, her name's MJ. She's one of my friends. Mm -hmm. And so I've danced with them a few times. Mm -hmm. I was a stand-in for them when one of their crew members couldn't perform. Mm -hmm. Um, and we did like a medley with EXO songs and BTS songs in there. I've always wondered yeah. about that because I would watch these enormous, very sophisticated dance covers on YouTube. And I know they're usually recorded in a very highly trafficked area. So yep. for example, I would see dance covers in like Times Square or Ryan Park or wherever. Yeah. And they always tend to be like there's like crowds that watch on the side or like in the winter time they'll the girls will still wear the whole costume yep. and stuff i always wondered aren't you like cold <laughs> slash like when you're re recording the dances are people watching or do you pick a certain time of day to do it when there's fewer people so there's fewer distractions no there are people watching yeah mm -hmm. when we filmed jackson we did it in the middle of Times square yeah and the crew actually filmed a bts cover also uh -huh. and i was just on the side helping them with music and stuff right. giant crowd really and it was of course it's new york so there are also like four or five homeless people yelling at us really yeah <laughs> um and you'd have the occasional rude person who would like walk in front just to be oh, rude, you know? Oh, yeah. Very New York, right? And they know you're recording yes. something. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's kind of fun to have a crowd come in. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if you're a dancer, you're used to being watched anyway. Yeah. And like, of course, that's going to draw attention. So, mm. I mean, as long as you look good and you're mm. proud of it, I mm. think it's actually not a bad thing. It was actually really cool to dance in the middle of Times Square. Yeah. Too, yeah. You know? I guess you don't get that opportunity every day. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. How much practice and like preparation goes into making one of those videos? Do you guys like meet up? Like, because like usually they're pretty synchronized. I'm assuming people like meet up multiple times in advance to try and like match the timing and stuff. I think with Pretty Please, which is only a 30 second cover, oh, wow. um, we still rehearsed four or five times oh, wow. together. Yeah and, yeah, and each of those would be two-hour rehearsals. Whoa, so, two hours? Really? Yeah. What kind of things do you have to rehearse? Well, first you have to... With this one in particular, though, because um, with the pandemic and stuff, we all kind of tried to learn it on our own mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And then it was just clarification. So mm -hmm. like you said, we would have to clean. Like once we got together, is your arm here or your arm here? Oh, is that what it's called? Cleaning? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then are you hitting on the one or are you hitting on the one end? 
you kind of go through every single move count by count uh-huh. and try to match each other as well as you can. Oh. Um, and then, especially with K-pop covers, because you're a certain member. Oh. So ideally, if you're doing it right, you Were want you to Jackson? embody. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the background dancers. But um, you want to embody whoever you're mm. you, you're impersonating, yeah, right? Yeah. And so you do have times where you have to come forward and just freestyle a little bit. So yeah. like the Got7 one. I had moments where it was, you know, smize at the camera, <laughs> you know, do some pointing, do some like winking, you know, like just try and just pretend you're a K-pop yeah. star, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That takes time to put in your head. Yeah. So people don't realize it takes a long time to do a cover well. Mm-hmm. Once you publish a cover, I'm sure that gets a lot of like views on YouTube channel and like people get interested in like joining the dance crew, going to their school and learning how to dance. Right. Do you find that a lot of people contact I love dance because they want to learn more and get involved and stuff. Definitely. I think that's so unique about K-pop that the choreography is so important. Mm-hmm. K-pop, you don't get the full experience of a song until you watch the video. Oh, yeah. Right? Like multiple times. <laughs> right. And usually the choreography is so intricate that actually you learn to appreciate the song more if you've learned the choreo because you'll hear mm-hmm. different parts that you won't have mm-hmm. ever heard prior to that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a great way for people to just to embrace their love of K-pop even more by learning the dance. Mm-hmm. I think it's gotten a little harder though because the dances have gotten harder. They have gotten harder, right? Yeah. Like if you go you... to SNSD, right? Yeah. G. G. Everyone can learn it. Even now, like Wonder Girls in that era, nobody, like yeah. nobody was so easy. And now I watch BTS Idol, impossible. Right. Because a lot of the people that come to these classes are not experienced dancers. They are just lovers of K-pop. Yeah. And then they want to learn BTS. Yeah. And you're just, uh, I think you should start <laughs> with something else. Yeah. You know, like it's really hard because I think that's what sucks is then you don't really get a foundation of dance mm-hmm. when you're trying to just start with this the level most, 10. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You have to, yeah. it's like studying math. Like you have to start with the fundamentals of algebra and then you can move into calculus. Right. Mm. Have you thought about like creating a TikTok and like doing dances? Because I know, think you'd be really good at that. If I had, <laughs> if I didn't have a full-time job, I would say yes. <laughs> but you, you can do it at the same time that you do CCTV pop. We'll consider it. <laughs> or, or you can do an offshoot of CCTV Pops and do like dance clips, like dance TikToks. Because I, obviously I've spent way too much time on TikTok uh, this year and last because of the pandemic. And there's like this whole niche of K-pop TikToks. Right. And they're like also breaking down the dances and they use like emojis to show you which dance moves to do. And it's really fun. Yeah, I think also I'm very camera shy by myself. No. By myself. Really? So that's why I like being in a dance crew. Mm-hmm. I like being in a group because mm-hmm. I like just being part of the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I do not like being the center oh. of attention. Like if I was in a boy group, I would not be the visual. I wouldn't be, <laughs> I wouldn't be the dance. I would be like one of the ones that gets like two lines. And then I'm just like the supporting person. Other the than rapper. That. And I'm happy to be that. Maybe not the rapper. You know, you know, even less than that. The vocalist who literally just comes in and gets like two lines, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Usually that person is like has the visuals though. They don't get a lot of lines, but they have the visuals. <laughs> That's usually the case. In 21, Tara was there. Obviously she's not the best singer, mm-hmm. but she like comes in every now and then, you know, she's <laughs> yeah. in the club. like. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. What kind of plans do you have for CCTV? Where do you see you guys growing this channel? Yeah, no, we, so yeah, we've been reaching out to a lot of different people just to, just to learn more about the music industry, because I do think that is our niche, is to actually get into 
the more like industry side of things that mm-hmm. maybe fans don't understand because because mm-hmm. you have a lot of people that are always like why isn't this artist releasing more music mm-hmm. why is this artist doing this and it's like okay you need to think about this on a bigger picture yeah so i think trying to educate people more on that end of it so we're planning on talking to producers and managers and stuff just to learn more about that side of the industry because mm-hmm. i think that part a lot of fans don't understand and on top of that yeah we're just more artists to talk about it's just fun just to really listen to an artist and analyze deeply their sound mm-hmm. and their legacy mm-hmm. and so yeah it's just it's fun we have a huge list of artists that we want to talk about so who are some of the artists that you'll be talking about so sneak peek sneak peek <laughs> um well we, if you can share <laughs> yeah well so well most exciting so far yes. is this isn't k-pop but um there was this Australian girl group that I was obsessed with when I was 10 years old. Like, who is it? They're called Bardo. Mm. And we got to interview one of the members, my favorite member. <gasps> and we went through their whole greatest hits yeah. track listing. And, and we learned a lot about her experience in the group. Uh-huh. And so hopefully we can do more of that. Yeah, yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. I'm really obsessed with Girls Loud. Me too. <laughs> I've flown to the UK twice to see them. No, shut yeah. up, really? Uh-huh. I like learned about Girls Aloud when I went to London for the first time when I was studying abroad. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're so much fun. Like Their songs are so catchy and like upbeat, but I don't know what happened to them. So it's interesting because I actually credit them for being an influence for K-pop mm-hmm. because if you listen to their music, it was very experimental. Mm-hmm. A lot of the verses are completely different, multiple choruses. Mm-hmm. If you translated them into Korean, mm-hmm. FX could totally have done them. Oh. Like, Sistar could have taken some of them. Uh-huh. And they were kind of pre that era. Like, they came out in, like, 2002. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of interesting if you listen to it. It actually mm-hmm. feels like it could be an influence for yeah. for those artists, yeah. I like their song, Something Kind of Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Do you know that Great. song? <laughs> of course. After this, I'm going to show you pictures of when I saw them because, yeah. I also, one of the members, she went to a wedding here in New York a few years ago, and she went to this random Irish bar and was Uh like, I'm going to sing a couple songs. (gasps) And she just posted on Instagram and was like, hey, I'm going to be at this bar. What? I went, and I met her. You're so lucky. (laughs) Did anyone else, like, show up? So I invited two of my friends. It was, like, on a Thursday night or something, and it was, like, way uptown. Yeah. And so a lot of, they wouldn't come with me, and I was like, okay. So I went by myself. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was mainly me and like four or five fans because she only posted about it like that day. Oh, and no one can just like show up. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then just patrons of that Irish bar. Like it was like, <laughs> they the probably most... had no idea who she was. I would think that they, they do. do. Oh, because she's like, like supposed to be really famous. Right? Yeah. But like I went from seeing her at the O2 Arena in mm-hmm, London mm-hmm. a few years prior to that to seeing her in this tiny bar, like as close as we are oh, sitting right now. I'd be dead. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. They're great. They're... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, where can listeners find you on the socials? So please follow CCTV Pops. <laughs> Subscribe, like, yes. follow. Instagram. We are also, <laughs> yeah, we're also on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music as podcasts. Also, Ooh. if you don't want to stare at us. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. Maybe I should get into the video space. Yeah. Because I'm the audio only right now. Yeah. We have fun with it also because I think it, like because we talk about K-pop where the visual is so important. That's right. I think it is good to have pictures and, mm-hmm. and clips of the videos and stuff just mm-hmm. to, if you've never heard of the artist, it's easier to understand mm-hmm. it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And then you can follow me at let's talk asian on instagram 
and please leave five stars on Apple Podcasts. I'm trying to get more reviews and that helps the algorithm. Please leave five stars for Chris as well. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.